Summer camp is canceled and the kids are home and unoccupied. You're getting tired of being a short order cook. Nurture Life provides nutritious, ready-to-eat meals for the whole family, delivered fresh right to your door. Meals are designed to meet the nutrient and portion needs for each age, so everyone from your 10-month-old to your toddler to your grandparent can eat well and stay healthy as we stay home. With a focus on organic veggies, lean antibiotic and hormone-free proteins, and whole grains, Nurture Life meals offer balanced nutrition you'll feel proud to serve. From picky eater favorites like mac and cheese with cauliflower to more adventurous options like teriyaki salmon with rainbow veggie rice, you can get flavorful variety to satisfy all palates and appetites. To try Nurture Life, you can sign up for weekly deliveries that start at just $39 and build your own box to select the right mix of meals for your family. Skip weeks or cancel any time to fit your ever-changing needs and schedule. Get the best meals for your kids and family delivered right to your door, available for every zip code across the contiguous United States. Take 25% off your first Nurture Life order with code PARENTDRIVEN. Visit NurtureLife.com to try out easy, nutritious meals for your kids and you. Welcome to Parent Driven Development. I'm Kay Wu, and today I'm here with my friend, Chris. Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm here with my friend, Allison. Hi, I'm Allison, and today we are introducing a brand new panelist. So we are really excited to introduce Ari, who's here, and she's going to be a regular panelist from, from here on out. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And so we're just going to kick it off with, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. So thank you so much, Allison, for that introduction. My name is Arit. I am a software engineer currently working at Dev Community Inc. I've been a software engineer for a little over a year now. It, it was a year in February. And I'm bootcamp educated. And so I took a six month bootcamp before starting the hunt for my first dev job. Prior to that, I ran a small development, a web development agency alongside being a mother to my two children. And prior to that, I had a career in public health doing mostly survey and research analysis for contractors with the government. So in a nutshell, that's me. Nice. How old are your kids? And we figured that today we would sort of dive into like, how's everyone doing this week? Yes. My kids are eight and almost three. So two years and nine months. Yes. Nice. So how are you? And I guess, I mean, any anyone can jump into into this. I feel like this is a, you know, regular sort of like therapeutic check-in that we happen to record and share with the world but you know how's how's everyone doing like you know what's what's everyone doing I can go I'm doing much better I think this is week four I believe either week three or week four I've lost track I think it's week five isn't it week five I don't know if it's okay Anyway, but I think I've settled into some sort of a routine. At first, I was very, I just felt very almost cheated 
And I, I don't, I'm not shy to admit that because I had just started my new gig and it's a hundred percent remote gig. And so I had all these like fantasies of, you know, <laughs> being able to not commute anymore and just working alone at home and having the kids away at school. And like, I had all these fantasies and plans. And so all, <laughs> all that has been upended. And so for the first two weeks, I was just very low key resentful. <laughs> but I I feel like I have passed the denial, you know, the phases they say, like, I think I've passed denial and anger. And I think I'm headed toward acceptance. And I'm doing much better in that, in that vein. So yeah, I know, for me, personally, I've, I've started to, to transition into the, it, it was less about the impact of day to day. Like I, I've, I feel like I'm starting to get like the endurance of being able to handle like the kids are home. They have to do school. I have to do work, you know, and, and we all we're all trapped in the same house into the oh, no, they were signed up for a summer camp or we had a family vacation plan, you know, for four months from now. Is that going to go away? Because that's going to make me very, very sad. <laughs> which I realize if that's my biggest concern, like I don't have any problems, but I, I, you know, it's one of those uh, like, Oh man, like we've been planning and doing this thing. And uh, that just sucks. (laughs) It's interesting. I, I actually feel like I'm doing worse than I was a few weeks ago. And I, I, I have to figure out still if it's like, uh, well, I know it's a phase, right? We're all going through like a million different phases every hour, day, week, whatever, (laughs) however we're measuring time. But it's interesting because like when everything first happened, I felt like for the first few weeks, you know, it was sort of like, I mean, I had like a bunch of travel that was canceled. I had, right. It was sort of like adjusting, adjusting to a bunch of different things. And, you know, there were like moments of feeling overwhelmed, but I felt like I had like the, the energy and the wherewithal to just sort of like to deal with it. And now that we're a bunch of weeks in, like, I feel like, I feel like I still have like a higher level of anxiety just on a regular basis. I feel like I still have the mental load because it feels like every decision and every, I mean, like our, our like prep for the week meetings on Sunday, like the ones that my husband and I have together, you know, they used to take 15 or 20 minutes and it was just sort of an overview of like, okay, cool. What's happening for the week. But now, I mean, they take about an hour to like go through and we're not going anywhere. It's like, it doesn't take an hour because we have to figure out like who's going where, or what's going on, but it takes an hour. Cause it's like, do we need groceries this week? What like difference do we need to be doing? Have we changed our mind about whether we're comfortable with takeout food or not? We have, one desk upstairs and one desk downstairs and whoever's downstairs needs to be responsible for starting the preschool zoom meetings and so it's like okay who's upstairs which days who's downstairs which days of the days that i'm downstairs like i can never start his monday at 2 p.m meeting right so like okay i'm downstairs on monday that's fine but i can't start the 2 p.m meeting or you know my husband's like well i can't start the the Friday 11 a.m. meeting, you know, it's just so it, it takes we're we're just like staring at calendars, ironically enough, for so much longer. And I feel like it takes longer. And I feel like right now I'm doing worse because I've used up all the capacity and the bandwidth that I had. And now I'm just feeling like frayed. I wonder how much of that is the age your kids are at. 
And Ari, I wonder if you have a different take on it because you kind of have you like you said eight is the older. Yes, eight and almost three. Yes. Yeah, because three almost three is is still lots of <laughs> you know parent guidance. Uh, but eight's fairly autonomous. Like I would imagine. I don't know. It's probably still young. Like my kids can join, you know, Zoom meetings and Google Hangouts and stuff like that. And and the spoiler is my my uh, win was going to be my kids are better at Google Meet than their teachers are. <laughs> and so it's we don't have to worry about those like those constant tiny things all day long, which are exhausting. And so I, I feel like that's a, a, a lot different for you, Allison, right now than than with older kids. Yeah, Kayla, how are you? How are you doing? Because you've got you've got two littles. Yeah, we it was right before I went back to work. My daughter was still at three naps, and so there was like a thirty to sixty minute period in the middle of the day when both children were asleep, and that's just like golden time. <laughs> but I, I felt like I was at the point where I had to like I, I used up that whole time, you know, eating lunch, but sometimes also just like sitting and staring at the wall for a little while (laughs) to recover. So it wasn't like productive. It was more kind of like a necessary recharge time. Since then, now that she's on two naps, it's spread out so that there's only this current 30 minute slot where there's there's overlapping, uh, which is helpful. But in some ways, then it's like, okay, well, we're kind of like single parenting a little bit more throughout single parenting of singletons versus single parenting of two children at the same time, which helps. But my response to this the scheduling question is like, I made a super intense color-coded spreadsheet for every single day of the week. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, so you probably just do like any, any standing meetings your husband has, any standing meetings that I have for work. And then like sat down and tried to plot out all those like, okay, you are, this is like your work time and like this other, the other person is on childcare on call time. But I'm learning that like, I cannot, like, I just can't, if I have both the toddler and the baby, like I cannot plan on getting, I can get some household chores and maybe some cooking done, but not work work. Because if I try to do anything that involves reading and then inevitably get interrupted 90 seconds later, I get angry about it. (laughs) Even though it's like not fair. I just, feel really annoyed and it's just not setting anyone up for success so we, we call uh whoever's in a downstairs office they're on kid first responder duty yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know if my husband knows like even what that means but I just have started using like first responder as like the <laughs> term for it and, and like it's you know it's, it's enough that, like, he doesn't have to be in tech to understand, like, what first responder means, but that's what I refer to it as. Like, okay, so, like, you're downstairs. I'm downstairs on Monday, so I'm first responder. Wednesday, Thursday, you're first responder. <laughs> You'd need to get a pager and hand it off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. The toddler's indoor voice volume is a sufficient paging. Mechanism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a spreadsheet for hour like for the grown-up overlapping stuff but I have it for Devin's because he has okay so on Mondays Thursdays and on Mondays Tuesdays and Thursdays he has four preschool zoom meetings a day on Wednesdays it's three meetings and on Friday it's two meetings that are at slightly different times than they are for the rest of the week 
that's the work because like now you're managing three people's meeting schedules and I'm like oh thank god I only have to do two yeah well and it like you know at work so I mean work has been like they've been really understanding about flexible schedules they've offered some like flexible like leave and they just they just rolled out like yesterday company-wide no meeting Tuesdays which like I'm trying to get behind and I like really like the sentiment, but the problem is that that means that like I have to now spend probably four to five hours rejiggering my entire, like rejiggering my entire calendar, which has cascading effects as to like which parent is like on, you know, point person or can start which meetings when and right. So it's like all these cascading effects. And I just like when they announced that I like sort of wanted to cry. And I, I told my team, I was like, hey, folks, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna get my head around this, I'm gonna like change my calendar. And I was like, but I just like, I need us to keep meetings, meetings on Tuesday for like the next week or so, because I just like, I just need a little bit of time on this one. Like, I was like, I appreciate your empathy and your understanding. Like, I just, I need a little bit of time. I do wish that we could, with with school, have just use calendar invites. Because coming from the corporate world, (laughs) we do everything through calendar invites, you know, and when my kid comes in, they're like, I'm typing in the code for the meeting and it doesn't work. It was like, ah. If it, like it should just be part of the invite and if they need to change it they'll send an update like come, come on I, I'll do it like, <laughs> I agree my son's school they they have a chat I get because they use Google Classroom and so they have each teacher has a classroom and in the classroom they have a feed with messages and so that's where you know sometimes the passwords change or the meeting IDs change for the zoom chat and it can be very easy to miss, you know, if it was posted, say, a day or two, because there's so many messages that are populated in that feed. And they are all set up with Google, like they have Gmail, and I'm sure they have Calendar. And so it just makes more sense to me that everything just be placed on the calendar, and then we can just click the link and we're in the meeting, as opposed to hunting for the link amongst all these messages so yeah so so I've been trying so I know that this is not like a magical solution but so Devin is he just turned five a couple of weeks ago and he's like okay so he's at the point where he is old enough that he can be on a zoom meeting by himself like he can mute and unmute himself I've taught him how to toggle between like the gallery view and the speaker view like he knows how to adjust the volume like he knows how to make sure they're seeing his face and not like the top of his head like he's he's good like he can do all of that independently but but he can't read and so I like the pain of him like I am very very much and I every day I keep being like do you want to do you want to read do you want to learn how to read how do you feel about reading today (laughs) and I know that it's not going to be like okay he learns how to read like today and tomorrow he's all of a sudden able to like just use zoom chat and like figure things out himself and blah, blah blah but like man there is there is pain in a child that is like on the cusp where like, it's like, uh, you are totally independent and self-sufficient enough that you like could do these things, but you cannot read and therefore you cannot. (laughs) Well, you know, you needed a a good project for, for being quarantined at home. So. (laughs) 
I know. I really, I'm like, it's actually, it feels a little bad because, so he, he didn't know that we have a switch until, basically until this weekend. (laughs) And I was like playing Animal Crossing during quiet time. And he came downstairs and I was just like, no, I'm like not turning off this video game because I like really just need to like hang out and play Animal Crossing right now. And so, and we haven't explained like, what the system is he's only seen animal crossing he hasn't seen like he doesn't really understand the idea of like video games or even that it is a game he thinks it's just like a thing like an like an ipad app or right like a thing that i'm doing but does anyone here play animal crossing no silence okay well highly recommend it's a switch game and it is excellent it's like super super chill but yeah it's a it's a nintendo switch game And so, but one of the things you do is when you go to like talk to someone, they just do these little, like, they just do these speech bubbles and, you know, you have to, you have to read what they're saying. And so Devin was interested and I was like, well, like you need to, you know, if you learned how to read, then you could read these things. So I, I asked him, I got Endless Reader for uh, like an, as an iPad app because we have endless numbers and I'd heard really good things about Endless Reader. And so I asked him if he wanted me to, you know, open up, if he wanted to play his, the reading app game. And he was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And so I opened up Endless Reader and he goes, this is not the game where you walk around and people talk to you. And I was like, oh yeah, no, it's not. But... <laughs> so- so I opened up Endless Reader with him thinking that it was that it would be Animal Crossing and he was very disappointed. But it was fine. And he played it and maybe he'll learn how to read one day. I mean he will learn how to read one day, but he will. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll be in the next month. <laughs> I, I think you just need to set the expectation that the switch is for is for mom. Yeah, I mean we totally it's, have. Like he has no he has no idea that like that is a thing that like it is a it is a grown up it is something that is for grown ups in his mind yeah mostly because <laughs> i want to hear the indignation when he finds out that you know all his friends they, they were the ones playing the video games and the, and the parents <laughs> weren't and he's like wait a second <laughs> so it's the uh, end of quiet time now so i'm gonna jump off that oh no later bye bye bye, bye. Right, you said that you just started a new role. Yes. How is that? How has that been? The whole onboarding process. <laughs> it's actually been great. So, um, Dev community. I'm new to the company as an employee, but not new to them as like, uh, like what they do, which is open source. All their code is open source, and I've been involved with them for almost two years. I started with them while I was still in boot camp, so that was in 2018. So it's been great. The biggest change for me with coming to them was adjusting to an asynchronous communication style. And my former company, it was all about being on the ready every minute, being available at all times and like a million and one conversations happening over each other. And so with the dev, things are there. They really prioritize documentation over communicating and being as asynchronous as possible. And it's been a blessing because I don't think with our current uh, arrangement, I think I would be a lot more stressed if it wasn't the case, if that wasn't the case. 
And so it's made kind of getting up to speed with the code base and their practices. It's It's been more of a breeze than I expected. So that's great. And compared to my last role, and my last role was great, don't get me wrong, but compared to my last role, it just feels more chill and laid back. Now, I don't know if that's because I'm still new. So I think the jury's still out on that a little bit. Maybe it's because I'm still new and I'm still, you know, getting up to speed. But it's been a welcome a welcome experience so far. I'm a month in now, so. Do you feel, are you balancing sort of like splitting your daytime between work stuff and sort of kid stuff and then hopping out at night? Or like, what's your, are they understanding about sort of like, you know, different number of hours right now? Yes. What's happened like? Yes. I had a conversation with, um, well, one of the founders is my manager, and we had a candid conversation about that because for the most part, I try not to work in the evenings because I, I for me, that's very much family time or even just me time. And I do wake up early. I wake up about 5, 5.30 most mornings. And so I, I try not to, to have to work in the evenings, and I try to be done about 5, 5.30 at the latest. Um but then with, especially with my almost three-year-old, you know, interruptions are constant, um, just making sure she has eaten well, because she's at the stage where she will take two to three bites and just, it takes the edge of the hunger off and then she's done, you know? So <laughs> I, I kind of have to follow, you know, follow up with, you know, making sure that she's actually gotten a, a tummy full of food. Um, so for the most part, I do juggle working. My eight-year-old is pretty independent, uh, similar to, remind me your name again, is Chris? Yes, Chris. Yes, yes. So similar to Chris's kids, I think my eight-year-old for the most part um, is independent and he's able to follow his class schedule. And I have him on a, uh, like he has um, predefined breaks throughout the day, one of them for lunch and so he's pretty much an autopilot which is great and so in many ways it feels like I'm only dealing with one kid and some days that one kid really tasks me but (laughs) it is what it is yeah so I just juggle that throughout the day but for the most part and I think I've made this clear to my team is once I'm gone for the day I'm pretty much gone unless it's you know we do have emergencies that come up and of course there's exceptions to every rule, but for the most part, once I shut my laptop, it's not opening again till the next day. And so far, so good. I feel I feel like that has been received well, and yeah, I'm making it work. Are there a, a number of other parents at the company? We have a couple. I believe I'm the only mother, if I'm not mistaken, but we do have a couple fathers, yes. Okay, and that was so one of the that, things that helped a lot for is having just yeah. parents at the company and, and kind of setting that expectation in the in the early days at where I work, um, and then the culture kind of, you know, it just just handled it. That was normal, and it was some people don't want to work in the evenings. Some people want to work in the evenings because, you know, I had to leave and run carpool at three every day. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one the one thing that I've that I'm doing 
I didn't actually intentionally do it, but I think that it's working for me is that I work like I work two weeks and then I take two or three days off because I find that like it's hard for me to sort of shut off in the evenings and with interruptions throughout the day, et cetera. And like, I found that even when I try to set that boundary, I often break it. But if I'm like off of work for like full days, it's a lot easier for me to like, take that, like take that breathing room or that breathing space. And so I, I have to sort of figure out like, okay, am I going to, am I going to make this an intentional thing? Um, But that's so far, like the pattern that I've fallen into is instead of saying like, okay, I'm not going to log on, you know, after the kids are in bed, like I will, and it'll be fine. And I will take three days off every two weeks sort of thing. Should we move to genius and fails? Sure. Okay. Hmm? I, I hate to interrupt you, Allison. Would someone explain to me what those are? Yes. Yeah, I actually explain it as part of like the intro to the segment. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. So, okay. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to uh, our segment called Genius and Fails. And this is um, a time in the last week or two that you've done something that's been really amazing parenting wise, something that's been a genius that you're really proud of that you think has been just really great or, you know, turned out really well or a fail. So something that, you know, wasn't so great or that you thought was going to be great and turned out to be not so great or um, yeah, anything, anything having to do with something that worked really well or didn't work really well over the last couple of weeks. Do you want me to go first? Oh, Oh, please. No, no. Okay. Uh, the first time you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I wouldn't say it's a genius, but I would say it's like the result of a mini experiment that has worked out well for me and the kids. And so when uh, we first started with the school at home, uh, I would take the kids out for a walk about 30 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes, like in the middle of the day, say 1130 or 12. And I thought it was great because uh, my daughter's nap is right after that. Well, we would come back and then eat lunch and then she would nap. And she would nap sometimes two or two plus hours, which gave me that great chunk of time in the afternoon to get some work done. So I felt like it was um, like the greatest arrangement, but then I paid for it at night, I feel, because she was so rested that, you know, she... She would stay up late and had, we had all this night waking. And so I decided to move, um, to move the walk till to after work. And so when I get done right around 5.30, we would go. Uh, now she still takes a nap in the afternoon, but it's not as long, which is fine. I can still get some, you know, deep focus work done. But the benefit has been she's sleeping. She slept through, I think, almost seven days in a row, which is unheard of. <laughs> and I think it's because we've moved this walk like to the early evening, after which she gets a full belly dinner and then she's out until the morning. So I am very happy about that. Nice. Definitely a genius and sounds excellent. Anything to get sleeping through consistently is such a difference for the whole family. (laughs) Totally. My fail this week that I held on to to share is that my my six-month-old daughter is sleeping in her own crib now 
and she's on two naps a day. And one day earlier this week, we went to get her up from her first nap of the day and discovered that there was a like yellowish patch, pretty large patch of spit up on the crib sheet that had dried. So it must have already been there even before that first nap. And we just didn't notice because that room is super blacked out unless we need the lights on to get her clothes or something. But I felt pretty bad afterwards. She still she still napped. So She's fine. Good. They're fine. <laughs> uh, oh, we also discovered like one of those, I think they're called like silverfish bugs in her crib the other day. Oh. Just, yeah. yeah. It's pretty gross too. <laughs> We're normally clean people. I swear. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my fail. All right, so I'll go. Ours is I'm a little undecided as to where where genius or fail. It's probably too early to tell, but just because of work schedules with this with this whole new working at home and you know telelearning and stuff that the kids are doing, my wife and I are both actually working later. Like we've cut out our commute, and so now we're more, working more total hours. And it's just kind of added up very slowly. And I feel like every night dinner gets five minutes later. And for the most part, there's not any real repercussions. Because as long as the kids wake up in time to go, you know, to, to go to the office hours or to join any classes that they need to, it doesn't matter. But we've definitely gotten to the point where um, dinner's getting on the table at like 9.30 or 10 at some nights. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> And, you know, and then all of a sudden, you you know, we're just up where it's like, oh, I guess it's midnight. Like, you, you know, y'all should go to bed at some point. And they're like, yeah, we will. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, I'm tired, so I'm going to bed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 830. Because <laughs> that in my, in like, in, you know, in my like 6 p.m. dinner world is like, uh-huh. ooh, dinner on the table at 830. Like, that's late. <laughs> I'm the same, Allison. Yeah, I'm the same. So. A little bit of context for that is my daughter does gymnastics. And so she's got practices multiple times a week that will run till 9 p.m. And so we'll feed her. She has two dinners those days. So, you know, we feed her when, you know, before she goes to practice and it starts at six and then she she trains until nine and she comes home and is ravenous and will eat all the things. And so she already had kind of a, a wonky schedule because of this practice. But now it's like trending even later and it's just becoming more consistent for the whole family. <laughs> Man. Mm. Wait, so was that a genius or a fail? Because you introduced it like, I, this might be a genius, but it might be a fail. <laughs> well, so I, I don't know. I don't want to like, characterize your, <laughs> your moment. Uh, there's, so far, there's been no bad repercussions to this. Okay. And, and so, then it's a fail <laughs> or then, then it's a win. But if bad stuff starts happening, like kids sleeping through class, then then I would definitely re- reclassify it as a fail. Got it. All right. I okay. I feel like I have a lot of fails on like a very regular basis <laughs> these days. But but I have one win from the last two weeks, and so I'm gonna share that because I think it's a really good win. So constantly trying to think of like things, especially for my my like five-year-old to to do and he has um a while ago 
we gave him, we like found my like digital camera from college um, that we like showed him how to, how to use and, uh, and, and he's, he's loved it. Anyway, so I told him the other day, we played photojournalism. And so I taught him what photojournalism was for like five minutes. And then I told him that he should like go outside, go around the house or go outside or whatever and like take pictures of anything that he wants to. And that we would look at the pictures over dinner. And what, what I told him, he isn't the the second part of this is still on the table for whenever he like wants to do this but I told him that if he had like five or six pictures that he felt like told a story that we could print those out and we have like some poster boards so we could like print those out and put them on put those six stories on like a board and like actually write out the like the story that you know that he like thinks that they that they tell and if that's a good thing that he can like share with his like preschool class or whatever but and yeah and actually our one of our neighbors recently retired from NPR so I was like oh and if you see so-and-so because he's actually really good about social distancing and whatnot and I was like oh and if you see so-and-so like tell him that you're doing photojournalism because I bet he has a lot of thoughts and opinions and experience with you know like with that with that also um anyway yeah so he was like I mean, he probably took 50 pictures. He was like just outside and around the house and and probably for like a solid like hour, hour and a half. And he was just like really excited about the whole, the whole idea. And I felt like it was a really cool like packaging of an activity with a thing and a, you know, like a good solid educational lesson. So that's my genius. I like it. Wonderful. (laughs) I like it. Thanks so much for listening to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions that you'd like us to chat about on air, email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com or find us on Twitter at at parentdrivendev. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We're patreon.com slash parentdrivendev and rate us on iTunes. Thanks. Thanks.